Welcome to the McYapp and Fries Movie Podcast. Uh, it's on. <laughs> uh, and as per usual, we're going to be hitting you up with some movie news. After that, we'll be uh, having a couple of reviews for you. I'll be reviewing the uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds-led movie, Buried. And I'll be reviewing the Bruce Willis, Helen Mirren, and everyone else who's old, uh, Red. Old age pensioners, action movie. At video game speed. At video game speed. <laughs> Before we go any further, if any of you have any uh, questions or queries or complaints or whatever the fuck you want to say to us, you can email us at podcast at mcyappenfries.com. That's podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Once again, podcast at mcyappenfries.com. I'm not Drop rising us a to the fucking, fucking email, motherfuckers! Not, not this time, I'm not rising to the bay. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> You're not anything. what? Are you, not, talking? Are you still talking? Are you still talking? Are you still talking? I've had enough, all right? So? What? Right, what? What is it? Are you sure what? You're still do it? What? You what? what do I do? Let's move on to some news. Yeah. Big news that broke over the weekend, and is incredibly weird, is that apparently the IESB put up a scoop, and the IESB, for those of you who don't know, who they broke news on the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the they also broke the news about Disney renegotiating with yep. Paramount to get Iron yep. Man back. Yep. Paid a big wad of cash for that. Well, they got it, didn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's meant to pay. Yep. Um, so they got solid sources at Lucasfilm that says that George Lucas, while he's ramping up for the 3D versions of the original pr- sequel, mm-hmm. or original yep. trilogy, will be also prepping three new movies. Why? I don't know. Why? You know, George, dude, dude, you know, why can't you do something else, man? Do romantic comedy. You know, I mean, do something. No, I actually, mean, hang on. I know, I know you got this whole. Uh, I know. I know you got this whole red nails thing going on. You know, and that's admirable. Red but nails. like, what, like, no, I think he's like a producer on it or something. It's like Red Nails is like uh, the first black uh, Air Force or something. I don't know. Tuskegee Airmen? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah, I knew that. But Larry Fishburne was awesome in that. <laughs> You've seen it? <laughs> no. There's actually a movie called The Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then they weren't, they, they trained them. They trained them. I did they not were, know that. They trained them. They were badasses and then they would not let them go to war. I'm speaking in a movie podcast? Yeah. I did not know that shit. <laughs> Face. Ah! But seriously, George, why? Why, yeah. are you, why are you doing this? I mean, like, it's not like the last three were something that people, you know, people weren't clamoring for more. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Thank God it's over. James Earl Jones hates you. Yeah. You know, that's how many people hate you. If J- James Earl Jones doesn't hate anyone. Even when he's playing, even when James Earl Jones is playing a badass. Dave Prowse hates him. I mean, like, Dave Prowse doesn't hate anybody. James Earl Jones is like the face of nobility. You know, he's like, he's like the, the, the tree that Denzel Washington grows from. <laughs> Even when James Earl Jones is playing a villain, he's yeah. ju- you just you just honor and respect the man because he just sounds like a god. But a lot of this is similar to how they did the, the special great when they, white hope when they did the special editions and they put that stupid crap in there like Pan, you know, Greedo shooting uh, first and crap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while he was doing that, he was trying out effect shots for his new movies. So they're thinking maybe the 3D would be him trying out for that. Um, it's too early to say, but they're thinking they'll not be prequels; they might be sequels, and they won't have anything to do with the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, cuz god forbid he should fuck with like uh, another part of his money making empire. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, of which they have apparently 50 scripts in the bag but they want to have 100 before they start shooting. Um, they also said that it may even go as far as 100 to 1000 years in the st- in the future from where they were and not focus on the skywalkers. Now, you've got the expanded universe which is crazy shit. Yeah. yeah that's where like, you know, fucking Boba Fett climbed out of the sky. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally just an industry of fan service. Fan However, boy, fanboys, if you do not read comic books and you're Star Wars fans, but you know, you're all just into film and not comic books, you may want to, you may want to check out. 
You don't. We don't. Yeah. You don't need to increase the horrors of no, slapping no, no. Jane, no, no, Jane and Jason fucking Solo. <laughs> the kids. You don't. We don't need a movie about them. Han not, Solo and Leia's kids. No. I'm not talking about a movie. I'm just saying, like, if you want to check out an expanded universe that has been untapped by George Lucas, and it's actually pretty fucking good. There's a Blue Admiral. <laughs> we get to see just how badass Luke becomes because of the comic books. Yeah, and, you know, that's and true. that's and that's awesome. And, we, and George Lucas has nothing to do with that shit. And I think Dark Horse ended their time with the license uh, yeah, for yeah, the expanded yeah. universe by doing like 500 years in the future, a grand, a distant relative of Luke Skywalker who doesn't realize he's got the Force and just being an asshole. <laughs> it's pretty good, from what I've heard. But um, yeah, I mean, there's the video games as well have gone a thousand years in the pre. In the, in, prior to that and you do end up with a ship that looks remarkably like the Millennium Falcon <laughs> and you do end up with a pilot of that ship who does wear a jacket the same he rocks the the the, the, the waist coat well, the I same mean, way that you're, ta- you're talking about so it touches on those things you have to I mean you can't but it also takes them in a much nicer direction than George ever did I mean, nobody says, I've got a bad feeling about this. Everything that people have been excited about in regards to Star Wars, I mean, the, the original uh, Clone Wars uh, mini-sodes on Cartoon Network, yeah. that was the first time in a long time that I had ever uh, engaged in conversation with Star Wars fans where they were talking about it in a positive way. Yeah, and despite uh, the Clone Wars movie being ass, I mean, I, I did watch the first season of the cartoon show, and there was and some I heard cool things in it, there. I heard that a lot of it, it does get a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I could, I mean, to be honest with and you, it I, keeps I, 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 couldn't sit, work. I couldn't sit through the fucking Clone Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. I tried. I tried numerous times on DVD. I just could not fucking sit through that movie. As a counterpoint to this, and maybe showing how George still has a very tight rein on the licensing, there's a PC world in Curry's ad where R2-D2 and C-3PO wander around Curry's getting amazed that like, R2 fucking hits a digital camera's flash button and falls over going, wow! So, and it is Anthony Daniels doing the voice of it. So obviously, you know... Well, that's hardly surprising. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I know he needs work because he's never done anything else. That's, but, not, that's not what I said. I, was gonna, I wasn't going to go that far with it. But I mean, like, shit. It's one of the things he's most famous for. Why the fuck would he fuck with that? But why would he George, doesn't own rights to the character? He, I know, but why is Curry's, Curry's in, I mean, C-3PO's getting freaked out by a row of TVs. It's like them walking into the Bymore and Chuck yeah. and being dazzled by Big, Big Mike. It's only a matter of time before Mark Hamill like, just officiates the opening of the next Asda chain. You know, yeah. it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Steve Gutenberg was in Panto. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg was in Panto. In Milton Keynes. <laughs> <laughs> the jewel of the Midlands. <laughs> God, he must be praying so hard for that fucking thir- three women, three men and a baby sequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Please, God. Moving on, and uh, the other big, the the the, the Star Wars. I love you, the, Steve. Uh, the Star Wars. I grew of the up ni- with you. I love you. The Star Wars of the nineties, two thousands. Seriously, course, Milton Keynes <laughs> is the Lord of the Rings, of course. Yeah. And um, last week we mentioned that the Hobbit was go. Uh-huh, yep. Martin Freeman had been um, announced along with a raft of other actors I don't know. Awesome news. Awesome news. Awesome news. Martin Freeman is born to play this role. Yeah, they still mentioned that they had the industrial action to sort out. And I just watched this TV show Close Up um, on New Zealand TV where they interviewed about the whole thing. And the guy who was Mark Sainsbury, I think his name was? was yeah. just a dick. <laughs> I mean, no, they, no, this this interview, they, interviewed, they interviewed Peter Jackson and he looks hurt. He looks worn out. He looks even thinner than normal. Yeah, he looks he looks genuinely frustrated in this interview, and it, it's it's so clear the the toll that it's taken on him. Yeah, you know, uh, and Philippa Boyens, I mean, she's gotten hot. Might, might I just say she's lost some weight, but uh, I mean, you're just watching this interview, and you just feel for this man. Yeah, it's like this guy. 
everyone, anyone who's anyone who has any 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 remote interest in film knows about this movie. Yeah. Knows that this they've been trying for the longest time to get this movie done. And we have we have said it on hurdles. numerous podcasts. That, the, that the big, the big we're problem, sick to death of hearing about this yeah. shit. The big problem about it now, as I said, is like you know, some union has gotten in there and said we're not getting enough, and they blacklisted the movie. So the blacklist is off, but the confidence between the producers yeah, and the, those the damage guys, is already that done. it's not going to happen. It's like, you do this one time, yeah, you, you might know, do it again. You might do it again. And they're investing in incredible amount. I mean, this, this could, I mean, so much shit. The Australian dollar has, you know, risen over the last year and a half. Yep, I mean, yep. originally I was going to get an iPhone. They're amazing, man. Like, that's one country. Like, the, the economic crisis was just like, yeah. like a fart in the wind. You I'm, know? Not sure, like, I'm, I'm not sure, just, I'm not sure if everyone, everyone else just came down and they remained where they were. Because it used to be we'd buy iPads and iPhones from there because it was cheaper and they were unlocked. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm not sure if New Zealand's tracked with that, you know what I mean? I know. But I mean, still know. a lot of movies go to New Zealand. They do, and it's it's a real shame what they're doing. I mean, it, this is going to damage so much, uh, so much goodwill built over the years. I mean, like n- no one would ever talk shit about New Zealand after Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Nobody, it, like the it had the cleanest fucking record. It was known as the anti Hollywood. Yeah. You know, and 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 now this whole fucking thing with it is just fucking everything up. You watched the watch last Airbender, right? You yeah. watched the last Airbender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those shots of like mountains and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was B-roll from fucking... New Zealand. <laughs> we got that B-roll. <laughs> you, know, you know we got it. You know we got it. <laughs> oh, what a comeback. <laughs> it's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. But uh, we should have some news next week, hopefully, to say whether this is meant to have to up sticks and move the whole production to somewhere else. Um, I know, yeah. But uh, the meeting with Warner Brothers on Monday. And this stupid bitch, Helen Keller. Helen Keller. Helen Kelly. <laughs> Helen Keller. That's what I fucking call her. And she's blind to the options available to her. That's rough. No, that's not. That's rough. It's not rough. It's rough. That's a deaf person. I know. <laughs> that's rough. You're not. I'm starting up a wheelchair rental. Oh. I told you. <laughs> No, but it's fucked up. I mean, like, they are completely retarding the situation. And she comes across like a real fucking... Bile wax. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like without even being able to see her, is she hot? No. She's not? No. Is she an old woman? Is yeah. she crusty? Is she, like, fucking... She's still points. Pillsbury dough woman? She's still still points. She's got the same color hair. Oh, really? Yeah. She looks like Philip Boyens? Yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah. I didn't say she was That's bad. You're the one who was all crusty and shit. No, yeah. I was, like, asking, is she hot? You no, said no. no. You don't she think Philip Boyens is hot? Nope. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I really, I really appreciate the way you were able to text me all five, uh, four golden girls within 30 seconds of me asking. <laughs> Sick fuck. It was a good show! We didn't get Sophia in the pub quiz. Oh. I know, I know. And that's what separates the men from the boys, you know what I'm saying? That's what se- separates the old woman fuck, the granny fuckers from the rest of us. I've never fucked a granny. You'd love to, though. No, I would not. Maybe. <laughs> if she looked like Sophia. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a Jessica. If she had Sophia's attitude. <laughs> no, no. If she had like Sophia's attitude, but like Jessica Tandy's face. <laughs> Betty White's body. Oh, God. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Fuck. <Fuck-boosh. laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's a fucked up situation. I mean, I, I mean personally, I, I'm kind of indifferent as to whether or not they keep the, the movies in New Zealand. There's a part of me that wants to, but it's purely from, from a fanboy point of view. I, yeah. want, I want to see the, those same locations. I want to see, what's his name? Richard? Not Richard, the guy from Weta Digital, the most boring man in the world. 
Oh, fucking uh, Richard Taylor. Richard Taylor. <laughs> Honestly, no, don't take don't take the work away from Richard Taylor. Don't take the work away from Richard Taylor. No, but they won't be taking away that shit. If you have a look here, you can see that each of the elven arrows. Like, got elven, elven arrows have got arrows, a lot. I'm doing the accent really shit, but this is generally the pace that he speaks at for ever. You're really <laughs> excited about doing District Nine. <laughs> I put the makeup on for my cameo in Return of the King and I was really excited. I'm, I could barely contain myself now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the Lord of the Rings DVDs are nine hours if you watch them. If you watch the extras, they go on for 12, but it's him talking about four things. I know I'm making him sound like Michael Caine, uh, kind of, but that's the general pace that he moves at. Yeah. Very slowly. Very, very slowly. Other, other, uh, it must have been an editor on King Kong. <laughs> other directorial news this week is that apparently Aronofsky is on for Wolverine 2. I am genuinely excited about this. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, especially knowing that they're going to be harkening back to the uh, Chris Claremont, Frank Miller sort of uh, arc uh, about yeah. uh, Wolverine's uh, time in Japan. Uh, I mean, just having someone like Darren Aronofsky direct this, you just don't know what's... You, you just no, don't Gavin know. Hood. It was Gavin Hood for the first one, right? Gavin Hood for the first one. Yeah. You know, but but then again, that movie was also a good example of how uh, Fox has been known to neuter a dangerous filmmaker because, uh, I mean, the movie that Gavin Hood had done some good work before then. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I mean, uh, Stutzy and um, uh, Rendition. Oh, I, yeah. I thought Rendition was pretty good. You know, I mean, I mean, in the sense that there was a vision behind it, whereas. The, the, I think the biggest problem. there were notes. I think the biggest, yeah, exactly. The biggest problem, with, the biggest problem with the first movie is that it felt like a bunch of studio notes. Yeah. It felt like like a whole bunch of test screenings, you know, and and there was no real sort of vision. It felt very much like a studio product. And fucking Deadpool. <laughs> and oh, I mean, like you know, the less said about Deadpool, the better. Yeah. I mean, like Ryan Reynolds did what he could, fucking tie in to what we got later. Yeah. You've come a long way, my friend. Uh, but it's, it, I, it was just a soulless fucking piece of commercialized. Garbage. Happy Meal, yeah. Burger King tie-in, whatever the fuck. It was vapid hokum. Exactly, exactly, and 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 it and and it wasn't even good looking like a like a hokum. I mean, yeah. like some of the scenes with the claws, the claws were so clearly CG. And also like, they the they, they grew in strength in strength. I know it's like it's what the fuck was going on, man? I mean, they just fucked that up. So and and I suppose that it, it does kind of fill you with a little bit of fear because I mean, like how. You know, Darren Aronofsky can, o can only make so many Darren Aronofsky movies before he makes Alien 3. The sellout. You know what I mean? You know, before he does that. Not, not even the sellout, but just where you're broken. He's, um, you know, it's like where, like David Fincher, who has made so many amazing you, movies. You compromise. Where you compromise. You know, like when you watch Alien 3, Alien 3 is good in its own right, but it is nothing compared to what David Fincher has proven he can do. Yeah. And everything that we've seen behind the scenes and all of that shows that it's because of the studio meddling, which you know, coincidentally is the same studio, it's Fox. And if you want more on that, if you have a look at Emperor Online, there's a, I think it's all for the release of the new Alien DVD. They have some great articles on there. Uh, I, I, I mean, you, you said you knew most of the story behind the Vincent Ward version of Alien 3 yeah, and all that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. A lot of the stuff from the earlier drafts. The original the um, quadrilogy um, DVD box set, which is exhausting in itself. I honestly, after seeing this, I don't know what else there, what more there is to say. You know, I mean, your interview—it's <laughs> exhausting. They've the got like fucking they've behind got, the scenes. They've, they've got Sigourney Weaver's screen test for Alien. Uh, oh well, yeah, well. That was on Empire as well. But they have know, a great it's also on YouTube. They have a great article <laughs> about how the Vincent Ward vision, the Vincent Ward vision, and how that fed into the David Fincher vision. They also have a whole article on um, uh, a guy visiting the set who visited the set back then and revisiting it and yeah. just talking about it. And also another article on the Colonial Marines. <laughs> They're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for this. Yeah, you know, yeah. they really want our Blu-ray money. Yeah, exactly. It's like fucking a. I want uh, it. 
I mean, this has been covered to death. Yeah. You know, in the original box set, there's a very, very extensive interview with Vincent Ward. For those of you unaware, before David Fincher came on, Vincent Ward was the original uh, writer, director of the piece, and uh, his take on it was fucking insane. You know, I mean, it could have been. You know, he envisioned this wood planet yeah. to which studio notes came up. If it's wood, then what? How? Mm? <laughs> you, know? you know, and he had it was like cornfields. It was like the fucking dark ages. Oh, there was one of the shots was the they had cornfield. It was like the dark ages. It was all it's a satellite. It, it was, was it, and they had they had the shot from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, five yeah, years before the, Jurassic the, Park yeah, two. Five years before, yeah, with the Velociraptor and just like goes like, taking they people. The, they had the people running through the corn, the head high corn with the alien stalking. Or getting them in the toilet, the shared toilets mm. is a great idea. If any of you have seen Jurassic Park The Lost World, you will know that one of the standout moments in that, uh, aside from uh, Jeff Goldblum's line, yeah, two cheeseburgers and large fries and a double chocolate shake. Uh, aside from that, the standalone mm -hmm. moment in The Lost World. Mm -hmm. First is the ewing and the eyeing, but then there's the running and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> It's a good line. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing this while he's saying. But the it. one single standout moment was when these fucking was it baby raptors? Raptors, yeah. No, yeah, these they were full-on raptors. Yeah, full-on raptors babies. in the fucking. Like, it was like a like a like a. It wasn't a cornfield, but it, it was, was like, the field from uh, the thin red line. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Like, right. Head high grass. And uh, before any of that happened, these were in Vincent Ward's uh, original storyboards. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the Ripley death still played into it, but it was a much more noble death. Yeah, you know, it was like uh, mm -hmm. she would w she would walk into the fire, you know, uh, which they kept. Yeah, which which they kept. No, like they, they flung her into the. F yeah, she, well, she, she threw she herself. Jumped. She, she jumped. threw herself into the fire. Yeah, but uh, yeah. And not to knock on Dave on what David Fincher tried to do. I mean, I have seen the David Fincher cut. Yeah, and it is considerably considerably better. Really? Yeah. Um, but um, Hugh Jackman's promising big things on Wolverine. He said he's Aaron is going to make it fantastic. There should be some meat on the bones. Um, what else is he going to say? <laughs> he's <not laughs> There's saying, nowhere else to go but up. He's like, I mean, you know, this, this is this is Wolverine. This is not Popeye. He's kind of dark. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now that you mention it, Chris McQuarrie you... has written the uh, Chris McQuarrie <laughs> has written the script. Now that you mention it, Hugh Jackman would make a good Popeye. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Chris Jackman has been doing his part by eating six protein-heavy meals a day, avoiding carbs, and working out like a maniac to start bulking up to play Logan again. Of course. Well, I mean, I am officially looking forward to this movie. I yeah. mean, all I can say is that just let let Christopher McQuarrie and Darren Aronofsky and Hugh Jackman make the movie they want to make. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. As long as you do that, at the very least, it'll be interesting. And the stuff, <laughs> the stuff we mentioned, the uh, I think I'm not sure it was the Aliens article or it was something else. I think it was actually the was Stephen Norrington has been to, is off the Corona. Yeah, he's off the Corona. And um, this was very much in the Aliens thing. Vincent Ward was like, you know, I got to the point. I was getting these studio notes, and the whole point was not to be like Alien or Aliens. And then all of a sudden, it changed to, oh, actually, hang on, we're freaking out because um, I think Rupert Murdoch announced the date for it, and all this pressure appeared. And I was like, oh crap. Everyone wanted it to be more bankable. His vision was no longer seen yeah. as so bankable. And he, said, and he said, literally, I had an idea, it went this way, the studio then changed their minds. That's created differences. And that seems to be the exact same thing that Stephen Norrington has said on The Crow. Yeah. And then it really, you, when you hear creative differences quoted as why someone's doing something, you're just like, bullshit. You must feel for this guy though, because this guy has had no luck yeah. since League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. You know, and it's well, just, there's a reason for that. It was shit. Yeah, no, but also, I mean, again, creative differences. I mean, yeah. like, all, it's, it's, 
you know, like, uh, it, it's kind of weird now because because of the internet, because all news is so, information is so readily available. Yeah. It's like everyone is theoretically a fucking filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, you, and everyone is so aware of studio politics these days that, that sometimes, and especially if you've ever directed anything yourself, you're in that position where it's like, well, fuck, you, you do have to go through compromises. Yeah. You know, and it, this guy's had no luck since then. Yeah. You know, and, and it's a shame because he showed amazing promise with the first Blade. Yeah. You know, amazing promise. I mean, Absolutely. like, he set the blueprint for, for Guillermo del Toro, for fuck's sake. You know, even Guillermo del Toro was like saying, I love this guy's color palette. Yeah. I, I will not change a fucking thing. And I mean, Blade was the one. I mean, more so than any other. Was Blade was the one that made superhero. That cool. made superheroes cool. That's yeah, a lot, everything. When you uh, track it back, that was that, Mary's that was the first one. That, that was, was the first, the first one. one. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people like are credited to Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's where you make the effort look cool. You make him a badass, and you have a shower, a rave with blood. It's great. Awesome. You know, and that was, and what a lot of uh, fanboys fail to realize is that also deviated a great deal from its source material yeah. in order to update it. And no one bats an eyelid. Yeah. You know, but when it comes to something that's like a little bit more, I don't know, well known. Yeah. Suddenly, everyone has a fucking opinion about it. But uh, so this new version of the Crow they were going to do, and apparently they had he, he was hard again as a writer director, very much echoing what Vincent Ward had said. About yeah. it. I was hard as a yeah. writer director, and now we're going in different. Some some star has come on board. Now they didn't say. In other news this week, it was also mentioned that Mark Wahlberg has been cast, which in itself is a fucking travesty. However, one of the things that came from what he was saying, what other people were saying, is that they might be going a more blue collar route. But I think they did that in Crow 2 or 3. Remember the one where yeah, there's yeah, the motorcycle yeah. guy? Yeah. No. But like, it can happen to other people. They're going to play up the, the role of the crow a bit more as opposed to just being in the background the whole time. But maybe they can do something with this, but it's, it's not the vision he signed on to do, so that's why he's left. But some, one of the reasons, I, originally he's all very diplomatic, but another side said that one of the reasons was that some star had come on board yeah, and made certain yeah. demands yeah. and those demands did not conflict with his vision. But he also did say that, uh, I mean, he didn't say, but he kind of uh, like uh, suggested that it had nothing to do with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, but again, I just think it's, uh, I, I think my problem is, is that on a personal level, I just, I just don't, actually not even that, I just don't want to see another Crow movie. Yeah. I do not want to see a Crow movie that just does not have Brandon Lee's face. I watched you the know, first one like, again and I think I tweeted about this, how always loved it for its gothic themes and uh, the music's awesome soundtrack's amazing but it's so much more than that there, there's so watching it again reminded me of how well it's put together exactly and the how way things are explained the way it's not it, sh it's show don't tell you know it is a, it is a beautiful Michael, movie Michael not Michael Rooker it's the other Michael Wincott Michael Wincott the other yeah. gravity voice actor yeah. he's like I'm tired of this shit kill him already <laughs> he's awesome he's awesome yeah. no, I mean, and that's another thing is that all of the acting is so solid Brandon no coming back man <laughs> Fire it up! Fire it up! Fire it up! Well, that's good. That's good. Go with it. Probably still banging away on Darla. I don't know why Skank didn't get a Best Oscar, even a nomination for that role. I've never seen Skank in anything ever again. That's not Skank. Skank's dead. Skank's dead. But who's the guy who played um, T Bird? He's been in a load of. He props up ever so yeah, often, yeah, and every yeah. time I see him, it's like fire it up. Michael Massey. Yeah, yeah. Michael yeah. Massey. Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, also known as the bad guy, one of the bad guys from the first half of the first season of 24. <laughs> was he there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the guy on the phone like, we have your daughter. <laughs> and he's also the guy she doesn't that shot get Brandon Lee. She doesn't want to get herself done perished. <laughs> Michael Massey's also the guy that shot oh, Brandon really? Lee. Oh, really? It was his? Oh, shit. It was his gun. Fuck. Because again, watching it again, I got a really good copy of it and... He you was cannot a, see, even today, I mean, you look at Jurassic Park, you look at those things, and 
as someone who works in computers and someone who's like always loved the effects stuff, you see when the light, you know, even now, Jurassic Park was fantastic for its time and it still holds up a good bit, but you look at it and you go, the lighting is always the thing that gives it away. The mummy movies, the, the recent mummy movies have fucked it up because the actors aren't lit the same as the background. That's yeah, always yeah, the yeah, one yeah. thing that brings you to mind when the CG element is not as lit, it's not, it doesn't match. The Crow, you, I still, to this day, cannot tell where they did the CG on yeah, the yeah. face. Which well, is amazing with the tech they had back then. Yeah, I know. I mean, for those of you who don't know, uh, Bra uh, Brandon Lee died on day 53 of a 55-day shoot. Yeah. You know, it's like fucking A. And the original uh, death scene was, um, he, you know, he walks in as per the movie, sees his girlfriend being raped, and he gets shot, and that's how he dies. Oh, so they removed that scene. They had to remove it. Like in the in the movie, you know, like he gets thrown, thrown out the window. He gets thrown out the window, and they had to superimpose his face onto like a stunt double. Uh, but I mean, he had pretty much done. This was pretty. He was pretty much done with the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's how fucking tragic this thing is. You know, uh, and. And they actually have his fucking death on film. You know, I mean, I don't know whether they destroyed it or whatever, but it was during a take, mm. and it, the take went on for quite a while because they just thought he's fucking. This is just amazing acting. Yeah, uh, Premier, he's gone down. He's, yeah, he's, like, really, he's really thrown himself. Pre Premier Magazine did a piece on this uh, not too long after he uh, passed away. Uh, I mean, this was back when Premier Magazine was still a publication, not just an online shit. Mm. And uh, there, were, there were like interviews with uh, crew members, and they, and they were like saying like the sound guy vaguely heard him like say like, uh, like no no he was like saying like cut somebody please say cut you know uh, because they're fucking taking yeah. they just thought it was amazing acting yeah. so and and it was it just hit me so hard when uh, at, at, at that age that I was because I grew up watching Bruce Lee movies and I just so want, desperately yeah, yeah, wanted this guy to fucking it's like finally you know uh, carry on the father's name whatever the fuck you know like, I mean I was so uh, I was like 13, 14 that's it yeah, yeah. that shit means something to you and it was the first time like a celebrity of my kind of generation that had passed away so Early. it was kind of weird but it was just because of that I just don't want to see another Crow movie yeah. it's like even when Vincent have you seen two or three? I saw, I saw two yeah. I saw Which two is three the one where Sarah comes back or is that two as well? No, no, that's three. That's three. That's yeah. three. I didn't watch that. It's I didn't waste like my time. Like that. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 weird. Like on a personal level, and I honestly believe a lot of people feel the same way. I mean, yeah. you know, like uh, it's that mo there's something about that movie that it's intertwined with his death. Don't yeah. fuck with it. It's a even myth. even it's a the, now. It's a yeah, yeah, even the way the movie starts, it's so eerie with him bursting out of the grave. Yeah, you know, it's like that's the first image you see of Brandon Lee is him pushing himself through the grave. And uh, the Premier Magazine article actually led off to that. It's like, because at the time, they didn't know whether The Crow was going to be released. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, eerily enough, if The Crow ever does see the light of day, the very first sight that we shall see of the late Brandon Lee is of him Probably kicking mightily out of the grave. You know, it's like, fuck. Yeah. Watch The Crow again. <laughs> Watch The Crow again. Awesome movie. <laughs> Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll get to my red review later, but while watching the trailer for this, it was, the trailers beforehand, yeah. there was one really freaky trailer, which was uh, Adele: Rise of the Mummy, which we mentioned a couple of months, a couple of weeks back, uh, which is Luc Besson's new movie, which is actually called The Adventures Extraordinaire de Adèle Blanchon. I know you, we, we did talk about this briefly. I haven't seen any shit, but yeah, I mean, you didn't see the original trailer. No, no, no. the original trailer has some fantastic stuff. It's Luc Besson being absolutely bullshit insane as usual. It has like some people resurrecting an ancient mummy, and as soon as he gets up out of the, uh, it's like a puppet. As soon as he gets up out of the out of the sarcophagus, he's like <coughs> with all the dust, and in French with subtitles, he says, "I love a cup of tea," which is just. It, it looks great. It's got pterodactyls, mummies. It looks like a fun romp. And with Luke Besson behind it, hopefully it's not the mummy. 
But the weirdest thing for the trailer was there was not a single line of dialogue. If I had not seen this trailer previously, I would not know that the whole movie's in French. Which is really weird. There's so many people are gonna say, oh my god, pterodactyls, mummies, I gotta go see this. Oh, it's in French! Oh, shit! It's not a single line of dialogue. Oh, no! <laughs> Oh, Chevelle, cowboy! Nothing, in the Nothing, not even like a grunt or anything. Not, not a single line of dialogue in the entire trailer. And changing the name as well to Rise of the Mummy was like, hang on, people are going to see this and go, where's Brendan Fraser? <laughs> Does it look like that? Like, really? No, I don't, that doesn't at all, but tagging you with that name? You're <laughs> fucked. So, yeah, I, I know. know. If, you've, if, if you're abroad and you've seen the same trailer, let Luke us know. Luke directing this? I think he directed it, yeah. I haven't heard a fucking thing about. I mean, I mean, aside from we mentioning on the podcast, you know, we're I mean, I mean, telling you about it in detail. No, you told about it. Mm -hmm. I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't read anything about this. All I right. haven't seen anything on this ever. It's on Iron Nine that I have. It's a Dev the Blanc song, and it's like it's basically a female Indiana Jones because it's like it's Victorian era and stuff. But it looks really cool. I mean, it has car chases in Paris in those old twenties cars. About nineteen twenties. It's got like you know. No, if Luke Besson is directing, I'm definitely interested. Mm. I think I think The Fifth Element is one of the unsung sci-fi classics. <laughs> and he said recently, I didn't, we didn't, I'd mentioned this on last week's podcast, but I had researched it. Luke Besson is talking about uh, once he's finished publicity for this, working on a new sci-fi movie, and he's mentioned about how when we did The Fifth Element, we were slightly crippled by the technology, but now we can go bug shit insane. <laughs> No, but even, and they were crippled by the technology. They, they, no, I mean, they were. I mean, like, visually, that movie was awesome. I mean, mm. I, I loved it. It was such a weird, interesting blend of... It was like multi. You know, it, it was like Star Wars, like, but mixed with some weird, fucked up shit that was mixed with Subway. Uh, that, you know, there were, there were, like, spitting image elements to it. You know, it, it was, was just bizarre. It, 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 it was it Evangeline Emmanuel de Baptiste de Zorb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, in, it, was, it was insane. Yeah. It had an opera bit in the middle. It had techno opera. It, you know, it was like Star Wars meets Hitchhiker's Guide. Mm. You know, but with a slightly bit of an action flair to it. You know, it's like it was just a weird little thing. And I no, 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 I'm Corbin Dallas. <laughs> Corbin Dallas. To this day, I still believe that movie has the best idea of how to get you to quit smoking. Yeah. You know how how those cigarettes with the extra long filters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like it's ninety percent like, filter. Yeah, ninety percent filter. I was like, to this day, I still think that's genius. Yeah. If cigarettes were like that, I wouldn't fucking buy them. <laughs> <laughs> that is genius. <laughs> I wish they made them like that. I really do. But he's ah. he's, he's going to make a new sci-fi movie, so that should be good if he does a big action fun thing. Because I mean, the Fifth Element, he he scribbled that on like his copy books when he was a kid. Mm. That's where the story came from. Yeah, I, I, I do love it. it. I do love it. It's something that he came up with as a teenager, mm. and it very much plays like that. Yeah. And I think for a lot of the uh, the movie going audience, Kelly Evans in a John Paul Gaultier outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Remember John Paul Gaultier yeah, did all the outfits. Fucking Lee Evans. <laughs> good movie. It's very good movie. Yeah. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> it could be shit. It's Luke Besson. It's I, still, Luke Besson. I, still need, I need to just lock off a weekend and watch Taxi 3 and 4 and 2 again. But he didn't, he didn't direct those. No, no. But I, like, just I his, mean, the uh, first two are awesome. Yeah, they were. Mm. And, Did you ever um, see the American remake? Yes, and I... Oh, dear God. <laughs> I meet Jimmy Fallon, he's getting a kick square in the fucking nuts. That movie is so bad. And a punch in the back that of the head. That movie is so fucking bad. Oh, Jesus. It's terrible. 
<laughs> a little bit of sad news. We mentioned a while ago that uh, Marvel's Runaways, which is not the band, mm-hmm. it's the movie. Um, they had a movie in production about the these kids who find out that they're actually the parents. The, the, their parents are supervillains. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very uh, well-respected comic book. Apparently, it's been put on hold now. Good. Why? You don't want to see it? I don't want to see it. I want to see it. I don't want to see it. I really think that we can do without some comic book movies Maybe. for a while. I think it might be actually be good for Hollywood to come up with some original shit. You know, and, and I'm not saying I don't ever want to see these movies made. Yeah. You know, it's like there are shitloads, I mean, of comic book characters and cartoon characters that I would love to see movies made of. But it does kind of feel like it's, it is getting to a point where they're shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. You know, like the same thing with westerns. Yeah. You know, it's like, My boss who makes it. westerns anymore? Uh, the comic books. Yeah, but they, my, they, my, they can my, make anything. My, my boss is personally offended that we're making group true group. He is incensed by it, them remaking true group. You do realize in 10 or 15 years' time, we'll be incensed about someone remaking Unforgiven. Spaced. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, we'll, no, we'll be, we'll be incensed at the idea that someone is remaking Young Guns. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... I can let, I can let that one go, man. I'm all right. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I was, I was quite. Fucking sue me! I love Young Guns, and I love Young Guns too. <laughs> Shut down. Blaze of glory. And I think Tombstone is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we see True Grit may ignite it again. I mean, you've had Unforgiven, you've had The Quick and the Dead. What was, what was it? You had Jonah Hex. Yeah, Jonah Hex was like the last nail in the coffin of. Um, it was the wild, wild west of western, so it's the next yeah, cycle yeah, of the yeah. game. It's basically saying if you're gonna go western, then go dark, go fucking dark. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, check your name at the door. We'll call you when we need you. Did you see uh, <laughs> the Liam Neeson trailer for Unknown? <clears throat> Taken to. Uh, no, I didn't. So this movie, I, I mean, I don't. I, I know. I, I, I did see it on on. on uh, you didn't see the, the trailer. Well, because I read like if you want to see Taken Two, and I was like, you know, uh, what, you know what? This sounds like a movie I'd much rather just see. True. If I want a trailer to this movie, I'll just watch Taken. I mean, I, we we haven't reported on this, we haven't heard of it, so I thought it was well worth mentioning because oh, no, has, definitely, definitely, because it has um, you know, Liam Neeson. He's in a he's in a, he's in a, a taxi with Betty Draper from Mad Men, and they have a crash. It's like again, yeah. How old are you, Liam? Good luck. <laughs> but um. There's a crash and he wakes up four days later and he goes back to see his wife and she thinks this Aiden Quinn is her wife. Her husband. Oh right, okay. And then like he's taking over totally mindfucked there for a second. He's taken over her he's <laughs> taken over Liam Neeson's role and Liam Neeson's like, what the fuck? And then like it, it does a little bit of the um lovely bones showing more than it should. Right, right, right. I knew that when I thought I was maybe crazy, but when they came for me, I knew I was right. <laughs> when like so he beats the shit out of some guys, and then and you, you're thinking like, right, it's going to be this whole conspiracy thing, and it's got him run the run, and has a lot of fighting, and it's all cool, and he needs to take people apart. And then at the last thirty seconds of the trailer is where it kicks up the awesome, because uh-huh. you get to see Michael Collins and Robert Barry beat the shit out of each other. So Aiden Quinn and it, and <laughs> Liam Neeson wail on each other, and there's some there's some cuts, but it looks awesome. <laughs> There's nothing better than seeing, seeing two Irish, Irish athletes and powerweights not act each other off the screen, but, but beat each other up. the shit out of each other. <laughs> At video game speed. I want to see that. It's going to be baboosh. <laughs> One, two, knockout. <laughs> I think we should finish off with a little bit of news on The Hangover. Uh, between last week and this week, it was announced that uh, Mel Gibson would be camo- cameoing as a Thai tattoo artist. Yes, he would basically be Hangover 2's Mike Tyson. Yeah. And then that's all over now. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, 
Not everybody wants to work with Mel Gibson, it seems. It seems. <laughs> Apparently, after the fact it came out, and since then as well, Liam Neeson's been uh, mentioned as a cameo. Um, after which, the fact, which I have a gripe with. Not, not, Liam, not Liam Neeson, but just the... I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, it, it also came out that Zach Galifianakis had been interviewed by someone, and he was saying, that there's something going on in my movie right now. Mm-hmm. Don't want to talk about which one. Yeah. That's really pissing me off. Yeah, yeah. And then the interviewer yeah, said, like, oh, I, I, I know you're... you filming you're, the... <laughs> the uh, shut up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. I mean, I don't think that it's solely him, but yeah. he clearly has opinions. Yes. <laughs> no, but uh, it's, I mean, the, the one thing that kind of pisses me off about this whole thing is that they're, I wish they wouldn't announce it. I mean, yeah. even with the Mike Tyson thing, they kept it relatively secret, but then again, nobody expected anything from the first hangover. I can see it. <laughs> it was just, it was genius. I love the drums. <laughs> My favorite is when he punches Zach Galifianakis. Is the other guy? No, it's Zach Galifianakis. It's the tall guy. No, it's Zach it's Galifianakis. The it's Zach Galifianakis. Is it? It's Zach. That's why it's so funny. Who punches out the tall guy? Has the yeah. He punches the one man Wolfpack. That was genius. You get t-shirts with one man Wolfpack on them. Awesome. I love that bit. <laughs> That's great. That was Mike Tyson's shining moment. And I grew up watching this guy as the world champion. And I don't remember ears. a fucking thing anymore. Now all I remember is Mike Tyson punching Zach Galifianakis. I've even that's that's I can forgive him for the rape. <laughs> oh no 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 you can't don't do that. No bro. I can't I can't. That was fucked up. He served his time. Moving swiftly on. Yeah Mel's out. <laughs> yeah, so they don't, they're not doing it with Mel Gibson anymore. There was a, there's a rumor that it's going to be Liam Neeson, but I just wish they wouldn't announce the cameo. Yeah. Just let it be a surprise. Maybe there's a little like... get in there. Uh, finally, to finish off the news this week, uh, there's a trailer for Wrecked, which uh, the website I saw it on said this might have slipped you past in the news recently, and it totally did. Yeah. Um, Wrecked is this new movie, uh, directed by Michael Greenspan, who's only done shorts before, but it stars Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody. Yes. And he wakes up in a car with his leg trapped. There's a dead guy in the back. And he's no idea who he is. And like by listening to the radio, and he's trapped in the wilderness, and he's, his leg is fucked. He's, I mean, there's a lot of scenes and he's just crawling around, and he's trying to. The the the, the tagline I have which is quite good. It's like, if you can survive the wilderness, can you escape your past? So as this is all, he's, it's kind of coming back to him, and it's like, mm-hmm. and it has like fantasy reality. It shows like you know maybe he was the good robber or something like that. Right. Like he, there's, he, there's something bad has gone down. Mm-hmm. He's probably involved. But in his new state, he can't believe that he was involved. Mm-hmm. And it's just him. It looks He looks like shit. It literally <laughs> looks like he survived the car crash. I mean, the, the poster for this is very much like the social network one of Jesse Eisenberg's face. Yep. But at the stuff over it, it's just his face through a crack uh, hole in the window. Mm-hmm. And he's just been beaten up by the fucking car. Like, black eyes, fucking... One of his eyes is all totally fucking red. And he's just fucked up. His black, you know, that's nasty the, teeth. That's just, the poster. That's the poster. And the movie's called Wrecked. Wrecked. <laughs> it looks, I mean, it looks pretty good, actually. It could be good. Uh, Michael Greenstone's only done some shorts before, but uh, I think it looks really good. If you want to see that on YouTube, it's under Wrecked Trader 2010 HD. I shall check that out. Emails. And we have an email this week. And we're opening it live. Live. It's better not be shit. <laughs> <clears throat> From listener number 23, Dear Gavinine, why are all the Harry Potter spells in Latin if they're English? <laughs> huh. I wonder what you mean. 
Wingo. <laughs> Leviosa. That's not Latin. No, I don't think that's Latin, right? I, I think I it don't is Latin. It, is it? It's Latin. What's it mean? No, Wings no. up? I don't know. We got wheels up in 20, boys. That's a good fucking question. Why is it? That's fucked up. Because Latin always sounds... I know. Because there's, there's nothing magical. I mean, if you, chat a girl up in, if you chat a girl up in Latin, you're in there. It's classy. And because there's nothing magic about the English. Yeah. <laughs> I, d I thought that shit up. Yeah. yeah. It took some time. Rise up. <laughs> Don't pit. I cast you to stone. Abracadabra. Abracadabra's not Latin. And it's the most dangerous spell of them all. <laughs> And that's if we're lucky to get someone with a big booming voice. Yeah. You know, if he sounds like Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I want uh, What? Ron Sexy Weasley. Sexy Beast. Ron Weasley. Sexy Beast. Ben Kingsley. The other one. What? Ray Winston. Ray Winston. <laughs> Ray Winston needs to be a wizard. <laughs> or oh, they got the bald guy from Alien 3. I'll come down there and I'll throw some magic in your face and you won't like it one little bit, Petal. I'm Brian Glover. Ah, oh, you're not wrong there. I say you're, you're not, not wrong, wrong there. there. <laughs> so I says to Mabel, Mabel, I says, I was on the 233 from Doncaster. There were kids everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. That's why it's not in fucking English. It should be silent. I mean, there is a big thing about the Western society. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> no, Single-handedly, this is how Harry Potter would sound if the spells were in English. Mm. And it does. Chuck, go on, up Chuck. <laughs> Just go on, Chuck. Le levitate. It doesn't sound too good. <laughs> Well, I reviewed a town called Panic last week, and I think I, think I mentioned with the, the French accents are fantastic, but when you watch it on the internet and it's in English, they put English regionalized accents on it, and it's wrong. If you want to trivialize the last two installments of the tragedy that is supposedly about to befall Ho Hogwarts, then have the spells be in English. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them up them! <laughs> <laughs> End of a franchise is Spirinatus. <laughs> I'm shit out of ideas. Oh shit, Thumbledore's gay. What? <laughs> Snape, Snape killed Dumbledore Illuminati. <laughs> Spoiler! Spoiler! <laughs> John Hurt didn't come back as the. Become as gayus. <laughs> <laughs> I just do it like Zatanna and speak in reverse. I would love to see that final showdown. <laughs> That's Ray Fine's fucking wild card. It's like, <laughs> because now it's and then hits him and Daniel Radcliffe. We get to see Daniel Radcliffe be gay for like five minutes. He goes and off then, and does a play and with then, a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> I don't know whether or not. Though. I mean, it's always Latin sounds classic. That's yeah. literally what it comes down to. Yes, I mean, it could have been so. Sanskrit. I still don't think Guardian Leviosa is Latin, though, is it? Yeah. What's it mean? I have no fucking clue. Although I was speaking to the beauty queen from Mars, and she was telling me that, like, you know, like, friend uh, of the show. you know, friend of the show, and she was like saying, like, to do with Satan uh -huh. is like Satan, like hail Satan. Is that sa the language of sa people who hear Satan they say that he always speaks in Latin? Yeah. You know, and we were talking about this, and we were like thinking he uses Babelfish now. You know, it's like uh, I, I would have a little bit more. Um, 
you know, like Faith and Satan, I would figure that if he, he was from New Jersey, I, I'd figure that he'd be hip enough to be with the times to know that not many people speak Latin these days. Yeah. You know, and if he really wants to be heard, speak in English. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. I mean, like, well, I don't know. A lot of people have bought Justin Bieber's album. Yeah. <laughs> Solemn Salem to the Devilum. What? What are you, what are you talking about? Solemn Salem to the Devilum. <laughs> Play that shit backwards. That's what it says. <laughs> Justin Bieber, he's in league with Lucifer. Kids today, though, you know, you confront them with a deal for their their soul for whatever they want right now. Yeah. In Latin, they'd be like, what? Are you French? <laughs> Are you Mexican? Do you clean my house? What, what, what's going on? It's like, no. Are you all red? It's like Germany? No, we don't use that word in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, a million... Mi Billions. You can hear the, the <laughs> millions of face palms throughout the night slap themselves in the face. <laughs> it's like everyone had their own personal five second. The planet's off, off its orbit now because of everyone going, when they watch that video clip going, of Bieber saying, Germany, what's Germany? Yeah. Doom! The whole fucking planet shifted off its axis. Fast forward YouTube video of Justin Bieber getting clonked with a fucking mineral water bottle. By the Germans. By the Germans. I don't know who would do that. <laughs> That's what he said, dude. Well, he I don't get, know why he, someone he, would he do something get, like he, that. He did, he did get viciously attacked by a uh, revolving door once. That'll scare you, man. He's about to get viciously attacked <laughs> by my fucking fist. In the back of his head. While his mom watches. What are we doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Reviews. Reviews. You go first. Okay. Uh, I saw... Because it's fresh. It's fresh. Uh, I saw Buried. Um, which <laughs> uh, it it had its premiere I think at Sundance yeah and, Sundance. Uh, it and sparked a lot off of big a, word of mouth it had, a, it had huge word of mouth I mean the concept was that uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds in a career defining role uh, is playing um, an American uh, truck driver Iraq based truck driver who basically gets kidnapped and he wouldn't, wouldn't mind running into him at a truck stop yeah uh, ba basically uh, like uh, the, his uh him and his crew, they, they, they get attacked. Uh, everyone else is killed. He's kidnapped. He wake up. He wakes up, buried. We don't know how many feet underground. We don't know where the fuck he is. He has no clue where the fuck he is. And throughout the course of the movie, uh, we find out that he has. He finds out who his uh, who his captors are. Kinda. There is sort of a relationship. There's a thread line sort of explaining everything. He has a phone. He has a phone. He has he has like a and the rationale behind the phone, I believe, is that the so the so the kidnappers can check on him. Yes. So yes. the kidnappers can check on him, but that would be that would be scenario destroying if you didn't yeah, explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that is essentially it, and the whole movie is just Ryan Reynolds buried in a box, you know, and what he goes through. I mean, this this movie is like about an hour and a half, and it's a, it is amazing that this movie had, was able to sustain itself. So the concept and the shooting style doesn't it, get old? It doesn't get old at all. It's amazing. This movie's fucking amazing. I cannot believe that Lion, Lionsgate did not push for a fucking wide release. Yeah. You know, and they've done this shit before. They, they shelved Midnight Meat Train. Well, they you changed, know, like, that was because they changed, they changed upper staff all the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, I it's mean, the like, Hollywood system. you know, I mean, and, and to their credit, they have done some things right, like with Kick-Ass, yeah. you know, I mean, they, they fucking did all they could to push that fucking movie, you know, but with Has there been a change in management? Because it could be. I, it, I have no idea. Wasn't Kick-Ass, what was it? What did I just say? There was the... Was like, there was the, the Punisher movies and uh, uh, Midnight Meat Train. Midnight Meat Train was no, one. Midnight Meat Train got shafted, like, that it, was, it didn't even get a proper release. And that it was, was like, rele relegated to, like, fucking... 
three like one dollar yeah. in cinemas, and it was that ridiculous. Was definitely want to think that the, there was a change in operate management, and obviously the first thing you do when you get there is bury what your boss has done or your previous uh, guy has done, just in case the last three things he said in motion are fucking bank and you lose your job. Yeah, and that was yeah. definitely one of those. Uh, but because you know, I remember, it's kind I, of malaise. We got to be thankful for some things. Know, Scott Pilgrim's still not here. Yeah, ever. That's not gonna be. I mean, I remember very clearly my review of that movie, and it was like, I was like, this could have been the next Saw. Yeah. You know, it could have so the way that it set itself up, the way it resolved itself at the end, it was so beautifully setting itself up. Uh, this is all Midnight Meat Train. If you haven't seen it, see it. This is the Bradley Cooper performance that you should see. And this is the Vinnie Jones performance you should see. Exactly. But it's just like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I just remember that bit. Oh. I know, and uh, and this movie has a bit like that in it. I mean, yeah. th this movie buried. I mean, I was constantly surprised at how it re reinvented itself, how it was able to keep the concept fresh, to keep to come up with things that you really did not see coming. I mean, like just just the whole concept of 90, 90 minutes with a guy in a box. This is it sounds wearing. This is uh, I mean, even even Tom Hanks didn't have to do this in Castaway. There is no one else in this movie. There's Ryan Reynolds. A ball for Ryan Reynolds. It, it, this is a core fucking to force. It is, it, is an, it is an insane performance. It's such a wanky fucking phrase. Well, you know, it is a tour to fucking perform, but it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I've never used that word in a podcast. You know, it's, it's this, this is the first time I can actually feel comfortable saying it yeah. because he carries the entire fucking thing. You cannot believe that this is Mr. Romantic Comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it is such an, but, you know, like. He can uh, act. You know, he, he can is fucking he, act. He can finally, the De Niro of his generation. He is. After this movie, he After is. After this movie, fucking A, dude. Really? Fucking A, it's, it is that good a performance. I'll tell Johnny. You Gavin better agrees tell now. I agree. However, the I, spirit is not great. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the movie. No, Johnny, sorry. Fuck you. That movie sucks. <laughs> If I want to see uh, the, if I want to see the spirit again, I'll just walk. I'll just watch Frank Miller's Gucci commercials. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you would highly recommend Go See Buried. Go See Buried. I mean, it's just an amazing film. Uh, it is not for the it is not for the weak of heart. I will say that. I mean, this movie's tense. Yeah. It is unbearably tense. Uh, and you need a drink afterwards, right? And yeah, yeah. I, I I couldn't fucking I couldn't string sentences together. I mean, like a. Uh, we're, You're emotionally um, through the ringer. Yes, absolutely. And uh, also, to speak on my behalf, uh, just come through the door, uh, we have an expert on Ryan Reynolds with us. Hi. <laughs> oh. Sorry. What did you what think of the movie? Like, this is uh, the beauty queen from Mars uh, who uh, has unprecedented uh, educational uh, fucking achievements on the, uh, on the universities of uh, Brian Reynolds' appreciation. Ryan. This is on, 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 what was it? On... On what? Unparalleled? Unparalleled uh, intimate Tour access course. to Gavin. <laughs> Ryan Rodney Reynolds. <laughs> Born in October. <laughs> Just passed on Star the 23rd. <laughs> he would be in love. Uh, well, <laughs> I thought you knew. Uh, okay. But I mean, it was amazing. It's, I'm so happy to see this guy come from Berg in Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Uh -huh. You yeah, know, totally. and, and doing stuff like, you know, Van Wilder and, and yeah. you know. I've heard Van Wilder is good. I've never actually seen Van Wilder. It's, it's uh, because Ryan Reynolds has been for the longest time on the verge of superstardom greatness. He's got the career Jason Lee should he, have had. He's ha yeah, you know, he's had this whole career of being the best thing in so-so movies. Yeah. 
You know, it's like you know, the movies themselves aren't necessarily great, but you always remember. That's why they're so-so. Yeah, there you go. You know, and, and then finally he has this opportunity to act really the, fucking, his fucking balls off. Act his fucking balls off, and to have nothing else but him. Yeah. And he totally hits it out the park. Maybe after he broke up with Alanis Morissette and you know <laughs> <laughs> married Scarlett Johansson, and his career totally, you know, erupts lava-like. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be a hell of a lot more focused on my career if I was married to Scarlett Johansson. I watched Armand 2 last night. <laughs> what are you wearing? I don't know, but I like it. No, but I know what you mean, though. It's just, it's just, um, you've, as a fan, if you're a fan of the guy, yeah. and you've always known these cases. He's never made a dick move. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's always tried his fucking best. I was so happy to walk out there and see, you know, such an amazing performance. Yeah. Because you, you go in there expecting to see, okay, you're going to be stuck in a box. Yeah. What's you know what can happen you know but the arcs that this movie took and you're sitting and I, I'm gripping the seat because it was so tense you know and and after it was over my if you're claustrophobic yeah. you're gonna have palpitations yeah, yeah. or if you have a, if you, I heard if you have a, an allergy to being on hold it's, 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 it's not <laughs> on bad. hold you would you would react the exact same way as yeah. this guy does so it's not like he was acting he he you know it's, it's, all, it's all kept very real very it's very real. fucking real it's and I came out real. I'm like oh, <laughs> 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 I want to be outside I haven't had a reaction to a movie like this I know. I, I, like in a while yeah. so I was so happy being a fan. I can't remember the last time but the, like the consistency of tension yeah that like how this this movie just holds it really literally grabs you by the balls because there's nothing else I, I cannot there's no you words can't to, escape there's there's no words to describe how I, I like there's, it's just Ryan Reynolds I did yeah. hear um, I did hear the press screening in the UK where Mark Mode was reviewing it and he's slightly claustrophobic yeah he doesn't like getting trapped in lifts and things and um, he's always talking about James King, who's another reviewer in the UK who gives a lot of the blurbs for the movies that are like, he, he calls them out them on the radio show. He's like, what are you fucking talking about the film coming in the year? This is shit. <laughs> and he really had to work hard to stay in the picture because his own apprehension was getting to him so much. He was sitting with all the press from the UK and he's like, get out and for the most part there's very minimum lighting yeah you know it, like Ryan Reynolds is the director of you know photography yeah. and lighting this show with the Zippo lighter yeah. that's about it but you, all you see him is a grunting and, and there are just parts where it's just black yeah. but you're you, it's just it keeps you glued to the for one and a half hours cool yeah no absolutely it's it's amazing I, I mean and, and uh, like I was saying to you earlier it Although there are cuts in the movie, this is this movie is edited. It's, there is not one long steady cut, steady cam shot. It's not Russian art, but it really does feel like one. Yeah, it is so seamless the cuts, and it's insane uh, the the how innovative it is. Like in in the way that the the director has put this movie together, you know, like to just have that limited of a space to work with, and yet somehow to keep finding out ways to make it look different. Yeah. Is, is in 90 minutes. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was slightly shorter, but 90 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of. It's. Uh, it's. Because I was it's, worried it's, about it might be get wear off after a while. Yeah. And, not. And and it's just an awesome movie. I mean, all the way through. There, I didn't feel shortchanged in one single aspect. Of Double it. rainbow all the way. Fucking. This movie's it was awesome. Fuck -boosh. <laughs> <laughs> movie was fucking even, even fuck with my two, you know, great actors in in waiting with Justin Long and, and Ryan Reynolds. Uh -huh. I thought, could this be better? And it was. Does he have his top off? No, he was fully clothed. The whole way? The yeah. whole way. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's saying a lot. You, you still liked it. I do. <laughs> I highly recommend this. So double rainbow. No, but I would highly recommend this movie. It is not a comedy. Yeah. 
Seriously. If you like the proposal, <laughs> fuck off! If you like the descent, this is for you. Yes. <laughs> That's well, the last movie I can recall that I felt that tense watching. Yeah. And it has that kind of gri grip on you. Ringu? Hmm? Ring? Do you feel tense during the ring? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, certain parts. Well, Not throughout them. I felt mostly throughout. Really? The creeping sense of existential dread really got to me. <laughs> well, and the, lack of, and the lack of a Scooby-Doo ending. And I wanted a Scooby-Doo ending! And the fact that you are known in certain quarters of Susan. No, that's just you. <laughs> no, I'm Penny. <laughs> yeah, but Penny, you come too. <laughs> now! Anyway, great movie. Go great. see it. Now. This week, I also caught a fresh release instead of reviewing some weird fringe animated stuff. I caught Red. Uh, we talked about this from Comic-Con this year where uh, Warren, well uh, Warren Ellis? Warren yeah. El 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 Morris. Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis came out to say that, you know, what did, you know how did you feel about making this like, new movie? They and he gave said, me a pot of money. Yeah. I didn't fucking say anything. And, and that, that did more for the movie than just him not saying anything. I so, am not Mark Millar. No. I don't want to direct. I want to drink. I was so unhappy when I was in London because I was following on the tweeters and I never. He was in the world's end in Camden. I, I, I know, wasn't I know, there that day, and I was like, ah! It's so I want to have a pint with him. You you also missed out on the space uh, slow motion shootout. I missed out on the slow motion shootout. Even shoot I knew about far. that, and I was here in Malaysia. You didn't for fucking tell me. I thought you would know. I was working. <laughs> You see what thousands of miles apart does to us, man? I'll never go away again. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> Maybe later. Anywho, uh, so this movie uh, has Bruce Willis and has Frank Moses, who, he just started off as, a, he's a bit of a schlubby guy, he wakes up at six o'clock, he wakes up before the alarm, I do that. And he's got nothing to do. Yeah. He just gets his post, he doesn't even know it's Christmas, and then he decorates his house. And the only joy in his life is when his pension check comes, he tears it up and calls pension desk and he ends up talking to Mary Louise Parker yes and they get on yeah really well mm -hmm. so he literally that's why he tears up the check so he has someone to talk to yeah and then one night he gets up and he's a bit thirsty and he finds there's a wet team of three guys in the house <laughs> and that's what he says I had, to, I had a wet team visit me what <laughs> and uh, kills the ever-loving shit out of them is this like hardcore it's pretty hardcore. Excellent. I mean, you know, these guys have the gun that looks around corners. You know that gun you see Whoa. in movies every so often? And it's like, you know... Thank you, Michael Bay. It's all building <laughs> up to it. And there's a, there's a very nice stylish bit around that where when he kills someone, yep. all you see is the gun and the flash. And it's a slow -mo. When he kills those guys. Right. It's like, they're all firing everywhere. There's one guy who has literally the big gun from Call of Duty that has the like box, yeah, almost yeah, triangular yeah, yeah, shaped yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. And he just sees everyone else dead and he just kills the fucking room he just fucking keeps going for like a good three minutes shooting mm -hmm. shit and then again he turns he, he, he tapping the shoulder he turns around and there's Bruce Willis muzzle flash but no bullet scene no see the guy falling around you just see the flash and Bruce Willis looking badass awesome so Robert Schwenker does good after us talking about him for so long what's the other thing he's gonna do next uh R.I.P.D. R.I.P.D. yeah uh, well for the future so Frank's in trouble the only thing he has in his life is talking to her Mm -hmm. So it turns out Frank is ex-CIA. Mm -hmm. So they, they're going to check his phone logs. They're going to see that he's, he's the, she's the only person. For those of you who are unaware, this is the uh, film adaptation of the DC comic book written by Warren Ellis. <laughs> but it's quite different. And, um, quite, no, I know, but that's where it came from. Yeah, but he, we were talking yeah. about Warren Ellis earlier. We never explained oh, his connection to the fucking project. <laughs> so... 
you know, he, he know, he knows, he knows, he knows what works. He knows yeah, that yeah, you know, yeah. if, if she's the only connection to him, so he's gotta go get her. And she's like, what? <laughs> he basically kidnaps her. And uh, Mary Louise Parker's fantastic in this. I mean, she's always been odd, but I never, I haven't seen Weeds much in a while. Mm-hmm. I think I only saw one or two episodes of it. But the things she does with her face that are funny. Yeah. Just the way she's like the the the, the expressions she pulls, and when she's upset and stuff like that. There's a brilliant scene where she's taped up, and he's like. This is not how I expected our first date to be, and all this. And she's in the back. Of, what do you want to go to? Eat? Get, uh, you want to eat? You should get some food. What do you want? My girlfriend got it. I didn't. It was like, oh, pizza. That's brilliant. And she's pretty cool throughout. And she totally gets into it later. Uh, so he has to meet so up. He has to meet girlfriend up. speaks gagged. Yeah. <laughs> no. will be forthcoming if you don't shut the fuck up. Uh, I've seen red, I don't know what you can do. But anyway, he's ex-CIA and he has to meet up with his mates. <laughs> I'm trying to do a review, sir. Yes, sorry. <laughs> he has to meet up with his mates where Morgan Freeman, um, John Malkovich, and eventually Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren's in later. And it's all figuring out why they're after him, why they're after Morgan Freeman. Wipe that fucking grin off your face. <laughs> And as it goes on, Mary Louise Parker slowly and surely gets into the whole thing. It's like how, how much we're breaking into the CIA. What would happen if we got caught? Uh, life sentence or else death. Awesome! That, which was in the Comic-Con. Which was in the Comic-Con trailer. And this is one of the things that is, it takes, it, 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 for me, it knocks it down a little bit. Yep. I think I saw too many of the good bits at Comic-Con. I know, but okay, just to play devil's advocate here. We weren't shown a whole lot of footage at Comic-Con. We were shown an extended trailer. Yeah, but we saw John Malkovich springing out of the, the woodwork. We saw the car, the, the yeah, car yeah, spin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we saw a little bit of the Carl Urban, Bruce Willis fight. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. There's, but I was hoping that there would be a few more little beats in it. Yeah. But it literally is pretty much very much like all we saw. Although, right. having a, I will never have a glass office table. Because <laughs> Bruce Willis just flips it up, hits Carl Urban with the glass on the table, and then that kicks through the table at him and it's just and this is like the setup for that is genius because Carl Urban this is not like a big payoff this is halfway through the movie yeah yeah and just like you know after talking to Ernest Borgnine is great in this uh-huh. but he has gotten very old yes I mean he's he, a bit slow he's gaunt yeah no he, I mean he's, he's, he could be in the rise of the moment he, he, he looks, looks like he looks like an overweight golem but he's cool he's like ah Mr. Moses it's all changed right here since, since you were here you know, and he's cool. He's very, he's very differential to Bruce Willis. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And like, you know, Carl Urban's the new hot Turk at the CIA and stuff. And Carl uh, uh, Urban's pretty good as well. They get, they get, they get some great jokes about him as well. It's like, you know, um, the guy following you is he six foot two, brown hair, cute hair. Yeah, that's him. Cute hair. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a nice moment between Meredith Packer and Bruce Willis where she's like, "This isn't how I imagined it either. I thought you'd have hair." <laughs> Yeah. And Bruce, Bruce is playing Bruce. He's playing the the the, the Rye Grin Bruce. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he's cool throughout. Yeah, cool. And uh, they met Helen Mirren. They end up with the Russians, and they end up with. Uh, How's Morgan General. Freeman in? Morgan Freeman's great. I mean, the, the, that opening scene that you see him in, where yeah, he's like yeah. checking out the girl's yeah. ass, is still just right. <laughs> Dirty old man. And he's pretty cool. He's, he's getting off a lot of that, but he does get to show some badass old man later on. And what about uh, Richard Dreyfuss? <clears throat> Richard Drivers is cool. He only turns up like later on, and you don't think he's that big to the plot, but he turns up a little bigger later. I'm not spoiling anything. 
But he's cool. It's, and it, it, it's cool to see him. Yeah. Just to see him. And my God, he's round. He's almost perfectly circular. I know. He's fucking... He's he's like he's like one of those fraggle rock puppets. Yeah, you know it's like. <laughs> and the and the bit from the trailer is in his where he's like, you can't touch me, and then Morgan Freeman just slaps him in the fucking face. <laughs> Which was also in the Comic Con trailer. trailer you know. <laughs> but um, talk amongst yourself. <laughs> no, because that was what got me excited about it. Because I love Richard Dreyfuss. I'm a I'm a huge Mr. Holland's Mr. Holland's Opus fan. Uh, and it's cool to see you know, Helen Mirren with a fucking AA gun <laughs> just shooting at shit. And, Which and is Brian also Co- in the Comic Con trailer. Brian Cox turns up and he's great in it as well. Brian Cox. Knock, he's always he's awesome. Striker. He's the escapist. Yeah. He's, he's a- excellent in everything he turns up in. And, um, he is the real striker. Sonny De- sorry, Danny Houston. Yeah. But sorry. <laughs> uh! Looks like I picked the wrong day to stop smoking glue. Um, <laughs> striker. Striker. Yes. Striker. Yes. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's quite a good few, there's some cool action scenes, as I said, the Carol Urban fight and some other things. Uh, yeah, and more Janine's in it. Um, but though the main, though those main actors carry it, but they do kind of, after the three-quarter mark, it does get into kind of almost heist territory. So Ooh. there's a lot less of that cool characterization, more or less stuff going on. More, like, it, it becomes like a weird, illusion. They have to do something. Type of shit. Yeah, they have to do something, and they gotta go through it. Um, the Hail Mary looks hot. Uh, you like it, mm-hmm. but it's good. And then mm-hmm. you know, we, we mentioned. I think we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that um, Bruce Willis and John Malkovich have been on for reshoots, which is like a post-credits thing. Yeah, it's not post-credits. What you see before the end of the credits, that's it. I waited. There's nothing more. Right. <laughs> but uh, it, it, I mean, it, the way I think of this movie is, it's almost like jazz. Yeah. It's just it's because it's not rushed in any way, shape, or form. It's not a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. And um, for me, parts of the, it, when I was seeing the cool bit, it's like the kind of movie that. Barry Sonnefeld used to do. Yeah, I mean it's got beats. <laughs> yeah, it has, and it takes time with those. And there is, you know, but somehow it moves. It does move. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. Know, I, I mean, yeah. I didn't feel it over long. Yeah. But again, the, the 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 high points that were supposed to keep you going throughout, some of those were the bits I'd already seen. You know, what I mean, there was the yeah, high, yeah. that high point with the, the muzzle flash. Yeah. But then after that, for a good half hour, there was a lot of things I'd already seen the, the bits of, which I guess is my own fault. Yeah. But you know, my girlfriend saw it clean, and she thought it was great. So I definitely recommend seeing it. It's, and it's more from your reaction to Buried, if you don't want to be that stressed out, it's it's popcorn, it's fun. Yeah. It's a little bit of jazz. Awesome. It's for Boosh. It finishes our, movie, our review, man. Although I did see Iron Man 2 last night again, and it was, well, we were awesome the second time. Really, it was? Yeah, I really I enjoyed it give it a second go? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't very forgiving about it the first time around. When I saw the cinema, <laughs> I didn't think a lot of the lines popped, but watching it the second time, a lot of the earlier lines, because for me, it only the dialogue only really kicked off on the roof at the end where um, yeah, 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 Don Cheadle yeah. says get yeah. a roof and then the banter dead that's when it seemed like there was way more banter but watching it again there actually is it, it, it's, get me my butt no no I mean there, I there, want my butt there is, there is quite a bit of banter throughout yeah. the movie I mean I, I remember that wasn't my complaint mm. uh, so yeah, I'll give it another go yeah definitely should my, my whole thing was that in comparison to the first one the second one just did not have the same kind of energy. It yeah, did not. Pop. It didn't have didn't have the same kind of pop that yeah. zing that the first one did. Didn't have Jeff like the 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 first one felt. And Jeff Bridges came out saying that like, they they improvised yeah, most yeah. of it. Really. And the first Iron Man to me, I mean, the best way I can describe it, it's like what if Get Shorty was a superhero movie? Yeah. It had that kind of zing to People it. People talking over you know, to you know, it. It was like amazing, you know. The um, did you see? I mentioned mentioned this a while ago, but they had the alternate opening scene, which was in the credits, where Tony Stark is flying out to the expo. 
you know where he just mm. jumped it, the movie starts with, yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah, with yeah. the Ivan and then it switches to him and he just like leaves the plane and flies down yeah 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 but there was a bit in the trailer where he's like to Pepper, yeah, to Pepper give me a kiss like, and she kisses he, the helmet and throws it yeah, yeah. that scene they edited it together out of rushes and cuts and things like that uh -huh. to put in on the DVD extras and it starts with Tony in the toilet throwing up because he's like so shit facing the night before and she's like you have to do this thing like, come and cancel it let's cancel it why'd like, they no. cut that I know it was so awesome and, then, and I mean and you can see when you see it it's, it's on some of the uh, movie news websites like Collider or they have the footage up there because it's a part of the promotional material for Iron Man 2's DVD release but just you see that and you see her you know and he's like he's staggering he's fucking ashen faced he's like being on an ultimate bender you know that's why it's heading for the demon in the bottle yeah yeah well, uh, why, why did they cut that that would have been so awesome and then she kisses the helmet and chucks it out and he goes after it and, and, like, and then it cut to the actual scene they just used the Iron Man footage they already had for that on the, the online but it's still a good movie I really enjoyed it no but that would have been such an amazing way to open that movie yeah it's such a shame. And it ties into the demon in the bottle. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's have you seen shame. the Tron covers Marvel's doing? Yes, I have. This is stupid. It's so stupid. It's I, like, what, what if Spider-Man were in the world of Tron? Jesus. And I don't think the interior... Can sell out even more? I don't think the interior <laughs> comics have anything to do with it. Nothing! It's just the covers. It's just... It's... What the fuck? Captain America in Tron lighting. Although, that's the one thing as well I'm disappointed about, because we live in Malaysia, and getting pre-orders and shit is fucking impossible. Thank you, Apple! But, um... Fucking Scott Pilgrim soundtrack and get out of time from Jesus Christ, what like, the fuck? As um, in, you know, not a good thing. Those five credits, they're not enough to pay for the pain and suffering and put me through. When I he knew. said thank you, it was sarcastic. But the, have you seen the, the Daft Punk poster you get with the album? Huh? If you pre-order the album, you get a Daft Punk poster. No, I haven't seen and it. And if you turn, it glows in the dark, like there's strips, the strips on them glow. I know though, but don't you think we're getting into that territory where we're associating? I'm Trump? really, I'm really worried now that it's, it's going to be shit. You know, this marketing is going very rave. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, what are you saying? That we need to pill before we fucking do this. I like no, I like I like the music they put out so far. I mean, the, the, the snippets they put out, I've quite liked it. I know, but it, like, there's something about this. Bow, whole, bow, bow. It's it's weird with the Marvel shit and like with that new poster with Olivia Wilde and her hair is flying up towards the sky. The, um, yeah, yeah. the, the yeah, yeah. recreation of the old one with the I, recognizer I know, and the solar cell on the back. I know. So, so something about looking, looking, something about seeing that and just like all the Daft Punk shit. It's like it might be trying a bit too hard. They're marketing themselves into a really weird area here where it's like I feel like I'm going to a rave. I, I don't feel like it's a movie anymore. Yeah. It's so. I mean, raves <laughs> We are in that movie. Yeah. We are in I hope so. I haven't seen any announcements that actually use it or not, but we'll see. Well, we got to see that movie. Yeah. But I mean, we I want to see it, but I'm, I'm just getting, I am getting, you know, we talk I mean, all this shit. They've, had, they've had a like, year. We're not going to go fucking yeah, watch we'll it. Like, see we it. won't be there, like, but they've had a year with our Tron t shirts. Yeah. <laughs> they've had it. Flynn lives! But they've had a year. Yeah. Of very savvy marketing. Yeah. And um, I mean, I queued behind the director at Starbucks in fucking San Diego. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seemed like a tall guy. Um, but I'm slightly worried after Gareth Headland's performance at SDCC, where he's like, no, microphone. He really was terrible. <laughs> he didn't have any charisma. He didn't have any kind of snappy answers. Everyone else on the panel was way more prepared and way more. And he's like, uh, actor, I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I might believe for money. <laughs> but um, he was, you know, I'm, I'm getting slight, now is the time, because we've got a full month and a bit to go, that it's going to be shit. It's going to be Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah, so we're...
Tron Legacy. Go see it. Yeah. <laughs> mac and cheese. Mac and me. Uh, running down the ah! Malaysia and US but two weeks in a row. We're going to lay off the mac and me oh, uh, yeah. references. You keep fucking bringing it up. For we'll no be reason. back. No, you won't. <laughs> for no reason. There's no. It, it scared me. There's no lead in. There's nothing. It's Before that point, I was an innocent. I did not know movies could be shit. It's like a spasm. <laughs> a cinematic spasm. <laughs> for Malaysia one, box office top for ten. For one brief moment, God had an itch. <laughs> and that's what came out. <laughs> Not like thousands of souls crying out in pain. It was I, one. I was upset that it had nothing to do with McDonald's. <laughs> Malaysian box office top ten. And number ten, we have Legend of the Fist, The Return of Shenzhen. This you said is the... Um, also known as The Return of Donnie Yen. Yeah, Donnie Yen, yeah. Number nine, Eat, Pray, Love. Eat, Shit, Work. Yeah. Eat, Shit, Die. <laughs> Number eight, buried. New? Go what see the it. fuck? Already. I mean, this is. This Go see this movie. No, this movie's been out for. Since uh, Thursday. It's been out for a little bit now. Thursday. Yeah. Number it's Malaysia. Number seven, Detective D. Number six, Sammy's Adventures: The Secret Passage. Gay movie. Uh, number five, Reign of Assassins. Totally gay. Number four. <laughs> we, keep, we keep threatening to see this. But I know. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm Take a bullet. I'm like a moth to the flame. The I want it, but I'll take burn. The, take the bullet. <laughs> Number three. lava. <laughs> Number two. The other guys are still hanging on. Hang on. The, the other guys only have one week. And at number one, the Charles Eye. Have you, have you heard of the Charles Eye? Have you heard of the Charles Eye? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> oh, no, I have, I have. This is that time movie. Oh, really? It's that time, shot in 3D, right? Is it a ch I don't know, is it a children's movie about the, the, the eye? <laughs> no, I think this is uh, something they did with snakes. Right. It's <laughs> Monday, Friday snakes. I think so, it's like a horror movie. Yeah. In 3D, it's Thai. Out of the US box office top 10, at number 10 we have Wall Street. <laughs> Money Never Sleeps. Number 9, Easy A. <laughs> yeah. Number eight, my soul to take. I've heard it's toxic sludge. Yes. Number seven, the town. Really <laughs> want to fucking see this. Yeah. Number six, the legend of the guardians, the elves of Gahoon. Number five, life as we know it, and Catherine we know Eagle. it to be shit. Yeah, exactly. Catherine Eagle and um, Josh. Josh Schimmel. I still have Transformers, trouble. dude. I still have trouble <laughs> not thinking that he's not Johnny Knoxville. I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> they do look alike. Hey, look, it's Johnny Knoxville. He's got another. Oh, hang on. My name is Johnny Knoxville. I'm married to a pop star. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm Johnny Knoxville. I'm not, I'm not starring in that movie with Catherine Heigl. <laughs> uh, number four, Secretariat. The movie about a horse. Sea Biscuit 2. The Biscuiting. Uh, number three, The Social Network. This is coming out, I think, about a week or two here, so we hopefully yeah. you get to see this. Number two, Red. Enjoy. Number one, Jackass 3D. Which I am genuinely. I After really want to see this. That high five shit is awesome. Hi, I'm Johnny Oxville, and I'm in my anus. <laughs> hey, look, there's a little dog in my anus. <laughs> Fucking Steve-o. No, but you've seen the My yeah, Anus sketch, yeah, right, yeah. from the old show? Oh my god, I'm taking a dump in my anus. <laughs> and all the residents of my anus, Wichita, are looking at me going, what's wrong with this idiot? <laughs> <laughs> there's a sewage treatment plant in my anus. <laughs> uh, and... Fuck. Oh, <laughs> And to play us out this week, we have a little clip which outlines the differences between movies and broadcast television. I, I, one of the things I, when I was in the States, yeah. the second time, in between the World Cup, we watched uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yes. There's entire scenes in the TV version that aren't in the movie version to make up for the sex scenes. 
Oh really? Yeah, anything sexual, they didn't actually just cut, they didn't just redub it or cut or mess around with it. They just cut it out entirely, and they'd hold the scenes to fill it in. So you know, I have a semi-photographic memory; it hasn't developed yet. But I would see, I was watching this movie, and it's like, this is not in the movie. What? What is this? <laughs> so what we have here is a clip. <laughs> Why is he making PG jokes? Where's this? Where's the story about Oase? For those of you seven can, times for those in one you night. Can't see Ian is reliving the moment, and he looks genuinely confused. Uh, are those my trousers? That was the sort of thing. Um, so here's a clip of um, a couple of company, uh, c- comparison <laughs> between the real movie line and the TV movie line. Thanks a lot. Good night. Good night. Oh, crap. <laughs> I am headed with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking play. I am headed with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. Hand me the keys, you fairy godmother. <laughs> cunts. Are you calling us cunts? We would be sloppy. Are you calling us sloppy? <laughs> sound like a great big pussy just wait to get fucked. They sound like a great big chicken just wait to be Finding any strangers in the Alps, folks. Good night.